Living in a scientific age, we need citizens who know enough about science to make intelligent decisions about what they do. We use science to, to prolong life, to increase security and happiness. But it can also be used for destruction. <clears throat> Are we going to use it constructively? It'll be up to you, and you too. Okay, you take your pick. <laughs> uh, where do naughty rainbows go? Or um, how many ADH kids, ADHD kids, does it take to change the light bulb? For, what was it for? Where does a rainbow Rain- go? Where do bad rainbows go? Where do okay? I'll go with where do bad rainbows go? Prism. <laughs> I think I chose wisely. I enjoyed <laughs> that. that. We could save the other one for when we do our our Sonic Sketch uh, uh, promo. Well, how are you, Mark? I'm well. I'm really well. Good, good. Um, I've been, I was telling you before we started that I've been have, uh, this last month has seemed crazy. I've been doing a ton of house sitting on and off. And this last week I stayed overnight with some of the kids that I take care of because their mom was out of a town. And so it had been up early and up late. And You've been texting me at an ungodly uh, hours for you i know which is like 8 30 in the morning exactly which, you're like what are you doing what up? Are, wendy does what? the same thing because she'll see me uh come up on fate like active on facebook right it's like 7 30 she's like and, what this isn't noon it's like when i get a text back from you at 11 30 when i usually right. text you 11 30 right. at night that's usually when i woke up after <laughs> sleeping <laughs> to move to <laughs> bed right. um but then so the, the rest of this month, um, I'm going back to see my to Sunnyside to see one of my niece's plays. She's got the lead in the play. She's a senior. Nice. Um, she's awesome. She's doing. Um, she's taking the junior firefighters program. She just got the lead in the play. She just like got into the National Honor Society. She wants to go into. Um, they don't call it coroner anymore. Medical examiner. She wants to be a medical examiner. She's related to you. She's related to me. Yes, wow. she is my my brother's yeah. child. But my brother's a, a um, uh, has Success. been doing. <laughs> 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 Genius. Whatever I was going to say now pales in comparison. So I'm going. But I'm going to drive back to Sunnyside. And I'm a little concerned for my health because I do have to pass by all of those wind machines <laughs> so legitimate <laughs> cancer fear legitimate I'll, well cancer. i guess i could just wear earplugs totally so i <laughs> uh, i did send you that photo yeah um so i was <clears throat> i was coming back from the deq where i had the uh truck checked out oh nice how's and the truck doing <clears throat> truck's great oh, it good. passed fine colors and so i was i was on one side, I was. This I was is up kinda, in the industrial district by the um, where the DMV is up north in North Portland. Yeah, yeah, just off uh, like Columbia uh, or Thirty Third and Marine Drive or whatever. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I was over kind of down below a hill, and I saw over a building kind of swell what looked like a big swooping whale or a wave or something, and I saw a blade of one of the windmills and yeah. and a lot of them come through the port of Vancouver back in the day when we lived in Vancouver, Washington. And so they'd always like traverse through downtown Vancouver oh, and they're, wow. you know, they're 
They are huge. If you've never long? seen them I in don't your know. life, they're, they're really, at really, least. really. And it's like and, half a football field. I feel like. Yeah, and so it it takes two independent moving vehicles uh, to move them through streets. So you have uh, one on either end, and they're both manned vehicles, and and so they're traversing through. And so the this was so I I couldn't tell what it was. Uh, I knew it was a blade, but I didn't know like how it was being transported. So then I crested the hill and there's this train with maybe a hundred of these blades Man. on them. And what you're not seeing is the other way is going is just as far, almost as long. Cause and, yeah, you're, you took it from a top, a bridge or whatever, kind yeah. of down on the train track and it just stretches into infinity Yeah, with these. So each blade uh, is 116 feet long. Holy mackerel. Atop a 212 foot tower for a total height of 328 feet. And so, uh, yeah, so I got to go really up close to him and, and so I was, you can see kind of in oh yeah inside. I saw one of them on the side on the side of a freeway once, up. kind of part with a truck that was transporting it, which was like tripled long, uh, had pulled over, and it just they're so big. Wow, that's really neat. And so yeah, I made a I hope you don't get cancer joke. I think I, yes, and I said no, don't worry, <laughs> it's not turned on yet, it's not making any noise. So anyway. Um, I only have a couple news stories today. We'll start out with Google to pull plug on the AI Ethics Council. One week after it yes, was Yes, which I didn't know until just now. I also have a, kind of a, a side pro tip um, for people that, I mean, we're coming up on another election year and everyone's going to go crazy about fake news and blah, blah, blah. I found that you can kind of go to two pretty solid sources and keep it down to the facts of like what things happen and that's the Associated Press and Reuters yeah. which are the two main news agencies and most of the newspapers and um, when when if there's any actual news on cable news they'll have what they call stories from the wire which is Reuters and, and Associated Press and so I would just suggest people to kind of just look at those two news sources and just get the where, why, how and when um, since that's kind of what disseminates anyway, to just go there and, and put all the other ones behind. What picture is that? Okay. It looks like a magical. It does look like a magical place. So we can we can post this photo. Uh, this is the Horse Brass Tavern oh. in Portland, Oregon, but reimagined by Google's Deep Think um, algorithms. Oh, I'm and seeing it from the side. So it's one of those. Oh yeah, when you look and there's like the animal. And faces so got, that kind of psychedelically swirl in and out. And so this one's not animated though. No, it's this. So this is Google imagining what the inside of the horse brass looks like. Uh, it, and it's kind of psychedelic. Uh, it's got animal creatures in all of the tables. So and what the, information just, is it pulling from? Or is it just overlaying I that I creepy know. filter on a picture? I don't know. Those pictures freak me out. Yeah. Like they really do make you feel like you're tripping out because like you'll just see the frog and then a dog and then like the swirly colors and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, Al Alphabet Inc. said on Thursday that it was dissolving a council had formed a week earlier to consider ethical issues around AI and other emerging technologies. It considered them. <laughs> <laughs> it considered them and yeah, Shut we'll it. soon see why they. So the council had run into controversy over two of its members, according to an online news portal. Uh, the council launched, launched March 26 was meant to provide recommendations for Google and other companies 
and researchers working in areas such as facial recognition and um, other areas uh, that have prompted concerns about racial bias and other limitations. Quote, it's become clear that in the current environment, uh, we couldn't function as we wanted. So we're ending the council and going back to the drawing board, a Google representative said. Um, the Vox report, who uh, did the initial report, said that Google's employees had signed a petition calling for the removal of one of the members of the committee uh, over comments uh, over trans people and added that the inclusions of a drone company executive had raised debates over uh, Google, Google's AI for military applications. So that lasted a week and it sounded like they were asking too many questions <laughs> and they just had to shutter the whole the whole thing. So what did you pull up there? Um, <clears throat> I wanted to know how biased oh. Reuters was. Oh, okay. And, uh, and so there's a media bias fact check com and they find that overall we rate Reuters least bias based on objective reporting and very high for factual reporting due to proper sourcing of information with minimal bias wow that's cool yeah. I wonder if the Associated Press is any different should we find out as we find oh speaking of more AI McDonald's faces significant challenges in its bid to serve AI with its fries uh, McDonald's plans to adopt artificial intelligence into its drive-through operations and could uh, face significant challenges. The international the international chain has plans to buy Israeli startup Dynamic Yield, which is a tech uh, company developing artificial intelligence that will allow McDonald's to automatically change menus to display products depending on the weather, time of day, events taking place nearby, uh, recent sales, both locally around the world. McDonald's is also reporting considering using uh, the use of machine learning technology in combination with automatic number plate recognition, a process that would recognize an approaching customer and adjust the digital menu board based on previous purchases. Um, Professor uh, Manmohan Saudi, which I'm sure I said correctly, uh, who I believe is Israeli, maybe. Uh, that would be scary because... You know, my McDonald's menu would just, it would be four items, and that would. All and who am I kidding? Be. I'm just getting two hamburgers and a chicken sandwich because those are on the dollar menu. <laughs> plain, plain cheeseburgers is my is my how I roll there. Just how is that different than a hamburger? Bread. Meat cheese bread, no sauce, no oh no oh, no oh I do pickles. Yeah, pickles are good, and pickles I good. love. There's something about the ketchup and the chopped onion that comes Ooh. on their little tiny hamburger and cheeseburger that I just love. I hate the raw onions. Oh, so good. So I think that is a terrible idea that will <laughs> end in failure and Blade Runner somehow. <laughs> um, but good news, everybody! The Oregon Senate okay's permanent yes. daylight savings time. Saving time. <laughs> that one goes up, so that means it's happy. <laughs> the Oregon Senate has approved measures to abolish the yearly time change and to remain on daylight savings time. Same. Lawmakers on Thursday voted 23 to 4. I know what it's the singular. other four were thinking. It's singular. Saving time. Oh, is it? Well, and I realize that like most people complain about daylight saving time. Time. Daylight saving time. Only when you have multiple, then it's daylight savings time. <laughs> right. Like attorneys general. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about both of them, one at the beginning of the year, exactly. one at the end of the There's year. There's two of them up till now. 
Uh, so they voted to skip returning to standard time every fall. Area and Oregon that are the mountain time are exempt and will still need to reset their clocks every oh, year. That? Uh, mm. Only one, uh, only a part of one Eastern Oregon <clears throat> County uh, is on mountain time. That was always so intriguing as a child uh, when you always heard some eight, seven central. And you always wondered what the magical, right. why they were off by an hour. And that still doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so it will be sent to the house for consideration. Governor, uh, Governor Kate Brown has signaled her support uh, in an effort that's gained considerable momentum and even got the approval of President Donald Trump. The Democrat Brown previously told reporters that the time change issue is only a very one of the very few issues that she sees eye to eye with him on. Um, <laughs> now we just need to take care of the penny, right? And get rid of that. Which is maybe one of these days I'll look more into that. But it's so ridiculous. Um, Last year we we coined more pennies than any other currency, <laughs> at an expense of more than <laughs> one cent per penny. Yep. So, and I believe it's just to pay the copper industry is what, because oh. I know we've kind of looked into it before and it is literal. And zinc. Just uh, it's a, like oh, the okay. zinc industry because it's, it's, it's thinly plated zinc. zinc. Okay. And so that zinc lobby, oh, uh, they're, they're well, like. What else they got going on? Are they used in computers at all? Probably not. They're being left behind. No, they're industrial. You use zinc for industrial purposes a lot. I remember that. I think it was in the, uh, did you ever watch Kentucky Fried Movie? I watched I that recently. Oh, I like. I really, as much as I want to show it <laughs> to Colin and his brothers, I will not be doing that. There's I, a lot of boobs. I do movie. remember getting renting that as a kid, and it had kind of an innocuous cover. So I don't think my parents ever asked twice about it. And there's yeah, a couple, <laughs> a couple little. It's just a bunch of s- s- shorter sketches around that middle uh, karate right. movie. I uh, I was in high school. And I rented top secret mm. with Val Kilmer and uh, my buddy Doug and I were going to watch that at our house <clears throat> and my mom was watching something. And so uh, I'm like, well, let's take it over to my grandparents' house, which <laughs> live next door. Okay. And so literally we sat around with grandma, granddad and myself and Doug. Right. And put it on. Everything's fine until the ballet scene <laughs> and the ballet <laughs> scene is the, <laughs> They're they're literally walking from erection to erection. <laughs> well, um, they have it, yeah. It looks just like comically <laughs> giant like zucchinis in their little <laughs> ballet pants. I mean, it's, it's like to it's an absurd rid- level. <laughs> and the ballerina lady is like delicately Rest- dancing across, and it's just so it's, absurd. It's over the top. Yeah. And so I remember my like <laughs> my grandfather just. It's just oh, no. stoic, and my grandma they go, "Honey, don't you see anything <laughs> funny about this?" And I remember like how in my mind I would have flipped them. I thought that oh, sure. my grandfather would have thought it was found hilarious. That hilarious, but and and my grandmother would have been the, but it was absolutely my grandmother s- saw the humor in it right. and tried to nudge my grandfather into to have that. a sense and, of humor. Yeah. Just having none of it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I I had this whole story, but it was too long and not interesting and just summed up by the um, title of the article, which is the world's first jaguar born by artificial insemination is eaten by its mom. So if you are interested in learning more about that. (laughs) Jaguars get when something's (laughs) fake. Yeah. Um, but I did, since I didn't have a lot of news, I'm going to see if I can find it now. I have to 
go into my favorites folder on Imager, which I don't think I've ever used before. Um, but a couple of times we've uh, we've talked about the CIA and some of its wacky plans in trying to get rid of Fidel Castro. Right. And I was uh, I ran across this post about it and it has a couple of um, examples of it. And the title, the title of the, the whole post is, it's a little known fact that the 60s and 70s, the CIA was run by Wiley Coyote. <laughs> uh, so one of them is, uh, just a year after Castro seized power, uh, the CIA spiked the cigars with botulism tox- toxin strong enough to kill anyone who put them in their mouth. Uh, the cigars were delivered to an unidentified person in 1961, uh, but it's unclear what happened to them after that. The same year, the CIA planned to contaminate one of Castro's diving suits with a fungus that would produce a chronic and debilitating skin disease. Uh, in the 1960s, the CIA planned to sabotage Castro's speeches by spraying his broadcast studio with a chemical that would make him suffer similar hallucinations to LSD. Uh, other plots... Uh, other plots included spiking the dictator's cigars with a chemical that would disoriented, hoping he would smoke them before delivering his speeches. They also tried dusting his shoes with thallium salts, which would have, uh, which would have made Castro's iconic beard fall out. That's the one I knew about. <laughs> so yeah, they wanted to emasculate him in front of the masses, so they were huh. kept trying to devise way to get his beard to fall out. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and I had, and we I don't know how interesting this will be, but I ran across something called 51 Favorite Facts You've Always Believed That Are Actually False. So they have things like Nap- Nap- oh, uh, Napoleon. And the problem with short. the setup, yeah, he wasn't yeah. short. Um, it, it just sort of tells you like there's no game to play or whatever. It just says, um, so we can't really do opposites because it would just be the opposite <laughs> since it wasn't true. Uh, so you can eat after swimming. Uh, it doesn't increase your risk of uh, cramps. Salt does nothing uh, to make a difference when boiling water. Um, oil does not stop uh, pasta from sticking together. It's the stirring. Uh, there's no solid division between the talents of each hemisphere of your brain. The left can learn right brain skills and vice versa. Uh, pennies won't kill you if they're dropped from a huge height. Um, they reached terminal velocity much before that. Yeah, uh, dogs, which I sort of knew, uh, don't just sweat by uh, by panting and salivating. They sweat through the fo- uh, pads of their feet. Mike Savage used to say that dogs couldn't look up, <laughs> like that they couldn't, <laughs> like but, see like, up, like they uh, couldn't like bend their necks, bend their necks to look straight up and. You know, while they're standing, not right. while they're sitting down. Oh, right. sure, sure. And <laughs> it's so we we're always like trying to devise <laughs> little tests to get to Jake get to, to look up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> look up there, and it, you know. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's hilarious. Uh, the Great Wall of China is not visible from space. That one always <clears throat> confused me as a kid because it's like, I get that it's long, but something being long doesn't does it make it visible from space, <laughs> right? So uh, toilets don't go uh, flush in the wrong direction uh, in the southern hemisphere. What's the truth? Of, what do you think the truth about baby birds? What do you think that one is? Um, if a child touches a baby bird, the adult will not um, abandon it. Yeah, That's rejected that, from that the was, fold. That was absolutely invented by moms trying to keep kids <laughs> from, from touching, touching disgusting, disgusting birds, baby birds. <laughs> oh, I was telling you this before too. How just more and more every day it's just becoming crystallized how much I dislike birds in real <laughs> life um, 
So this is actually kind of a good have one. You seen the, have you seen the Twitter feed of uh, Birds Aren't Real? No. So in... See, I would probably like it over the screen, but in real life, I just hate birds. <laughs> so, so the Birds Aren't Real... Uh, is it by Jaden Smith? <laughs> no, is that a joke that even works anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. I, uh, so... Birds they're, Aren't Real. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> the banner is just pictures Ugh. of birds and it's just lies, lies over it. And so <laughs> their hypothesis is that birds have been replaced by government drones. <laughs> and it goes into a lot of detail, actually. Wow. Well, and the government drones keep uh, pecking on the side of my aluminum uh, gutter on the roof and making a lot of noise at five o'clock in the morning. So very possible. If the government would stop that. That would be great. Uh, but the truth about missing person reports is that you there is not required a 24-hour waiting period before oh, accepting right. a missing person's uh, report. Um, there are not different taste sections on your tongue. Uh, the, of course, the 10% of your brain is ridiculous um, and not true. Uh, body heat is not mostly lost through the head. It's just usually that's the only part that's uncovered in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, Let's see. The truth about bananas. What do you think the truth about bananas is? Like, what would the what's the false thing everyone believes about the, the bananas? This, um, this that article they, is trying to tell that us that the um, peel of a banana is poisonous and used to kill tarantulas. Really? That's what I've heard. <laughs> I'm submitting this one's much less interesting. Bananas grow on a tree. Is the truth? Oh, no, I guess that's the, actually they grow on massive herbs that just resemble oh. trees. Okay. Oh, well, okay. what's the difference between an herb? Sarah Kidd, who is uh, Brian the Unipiper's wife, uh, does a, tw- uh, she has a tw- uh, Instagram and on her Facebook does um, what, like weed pictures, basically not weed like marijuana, but like wildlife um, weeds that, that grow up uh, around Portland. And I can never tell a difference. And I think it's, She's always calling something a perennial herb. Like everything is called an herb. Right. And it's like just kind of meaningless. So I'm wondering if they grow on massive herbs that just resemble trees. Like I don't know what the cutoff between an herb and a tree is. Are you looking up your thing about bananas? <laughs> Banana peels are safe to consume even with pesticide residue. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Says Monsanto.com. <laughs> if you decide to try the peel... You need to know how to properly eat it. These guys can be eaten raw, but many foreign cultures cook them to make them more palatable. Huh. huh. Okay. So anyway. not poison. Uh, bats are not blind. Oh. Uh, but they do use echolocations, but they can see just fine. Uh, the truth about caffeine. Uh, it does not dehydrate you. Um, the truth about goldfish. They have a memory span of more than three seconds. Well, there we go. Uh, yeah. Aren't they actually able to, there's tests that they've been able to recall things many months later. Oh, really? Yeah. They ask, <laughs> they ask they if they remember the punchline to a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this one before. <laughs> Week 27. They still remember. <laughs> the truth about bagpipes. Bagpipes. Uh, oh, sorry, Braveheart fans. They are not Scottish. They were pre- prevalent in Middle East centuries before Western what? Europe. So controversy about bagpipes. All right. Well, this bit is going nowhere, so I will abandon it. I'm trying to find a photo of you on your Facebook. Is, Me? is there a thing? 
oh. photos. Here we there go. I am. Why are you finding a photo of me? Uh, There's me. Don't be a Todd shirt thing. Okay. Are you deep thoughting me or I whatever am. the Google thing is? Yep. Oh, wow. I know this is super exciting <laughs> for our listener. I, know, I wish I had really anything to play. I don't know. Upload it's... image. Potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> Played that one a long time. Oh, why don't I? Why don't I talk about Sonic Sketches while you're looking at that? Um, we have a sponsor, and their name is Sonic Sketches, and they make uh, this amazing piece of art out of the favorite song or sound that you have. Uh, your favorite song is captured in a high resolution audio wave and then rendered as a carefully detailed image on either uh, a twelve by twelve uh, heavy gram paper or an eight by twenty four uh, inch piece of brushed polished aluminum. Um, the three panel versions are packaged like a brand new vinyl album, including liner notes, a display guide and brief explanation on how sound wave works, which is right up in my alley. Uh, the brushed alum- aluminum, as the British would say, versions arrive ready for display with three float mounting hangers installed. So you can pick your favorite song. You can use your own voice or your MP3 or anything you want, such as this joke by Mark that we were teased at the beginning of the show. <laughs> So uh, how many ADH kids does it uh, take to screw in a light bulb? How many, Mark? Let's go out and play on our bikes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the one that goes up at the end, so I guess it's approved. (laughs) So if you would like that joke rendered as a beautiful piece of art sketch on the wall, it can... I apologize. You apologize. (laughs) Um, But you can go to sonicsketches.com and uh, you can use the promo code MarkTodd for free shipping anywhere in the United States. So they're really cool looking. They're made in here in Portland, um, and they are supporting our show. So check them out. Give them order. Graduations are coming up, and that might be a really cool thing very to unique. give. Yeah, yeah they graduate in cool. your life. So well, check them out. Uh, multi- I was looking for this, actually, which is Nate Heath of the Not Nerd podcast <laughs> uh, attempting to say vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable. Vulnerable. <laughs> This is a favorite of mine. So oranges, oranges, <laughs> the uh, beginnings. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so this is going to take about four minutes to render. So while it's doing that, uh, I thought we would talk about um, an underappreciated, at least to me, uh, scientist who uh, his name is James West. And uh, he was born in 1931, and he's still alive. He's 87 or 88 years old. And he is an inventor, has invented more than 250 items, and has patents uh, of 250 items. Worked at Bell Labs as a senior engineer for 40 years. And in uh, the early 60s, Helped he and a uh, co-worker invented the condenser microphone, uh, essentially. Uh, and so it's called the elect- electric uh, microphone. And Condenser? I barely knew her. <laughs> and um, he, um, he continues to invent today. And, and this is a he, picture. Is that a recent picture of this him? This is a recent How picture of him. How old is he? 87. He... Looks, looks like he's young, fifty-five. Right. Black, so this, I guess, black, black don't crack, yeah. man. He looks young. And uh, he, this is him with an invention that has, it's a stethoscope with a microphone in it that has AI built into it and Jeez. will will uh, 
you can listen at the same time that it is applying algorithms to things and uh, determining vi- uh, much more information than just what you can what hear. What we can hear. So, yeah. Um, wow. He, a lot of medical research related things. There's a, um, a device that detects um, uh, fluid in the lungs of young uh, children and things like that. Just over and over and over again has made so significant his, contributions. He started where? Because uh, this is Bell he, Labs, and now he is at. Um, he's because it seems like if he's doing a lot of medical stuff. Yeah, he's starting with microphones is interesting. Yeah, so he's at John Hopkins uh, okay. University now, and no, Johns Hopkins, Johns. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> that always bothered me too. Speaking of oh. daylight savings time, Johns was, Hopkins, <laughs> John Hopkins. University, and <laughs> I, I just removed the S from everything. It's like Corky not uh, pronouncing the H's. And I, every time, I, hello, I, how are you? Every time I go to the Selwood bins, I go past Henry Iggins bagels, <laughs> and I say like Corky, just drop the H's. Henry Iggins bagels. Oh, Corky. Oh, we love him. Um, so he um, he joined the faculty after retiring from Bell Labs. He in 2001, he joined the faculty at the Whiting School at Johns Hopkins University. And he's still a professor there and uh, wow. kind of has his own little department and research center and, and just continues to be this amazing fountain of uh, technology invention uh, right. that are really applicable. So um, I think the number is 88 billion microphones are manufactured of this type every year. So it's every microphone, the microphones that we are speaking into right now are condenser microphones. And uh, his invention in the early 60s helped to develop this. And so it's a, that the, it's a, type of a capacitor that has a foil on it that has one one side is already charged and it's it's very inexpensive to manufacture and it's has a very flat um um at at low and high frequencies it has the same response rate and so you don't just get the lows you don't just get the highs you can get a a very wide range so this was in the 60s you said yeah so yeah before this um there was a couple a couple channels i i watch on youtube that talk about old older media technology like microphones and stuff like that and it's interesting to watch movies develop then sound movies develop. And I didn't know this is another aside, but sound movies started coming around and at, I mean, obviously immediately popular, which upset the, there was a whole stable of silent film stars that right. no longer had careers, which is interesting. But Charlie Champ- Chaplin, silent film star makes a movie called um, like four years after like silent movies are dead. And he's like, Nope, I'm going to, um, make this movie this silent movie and uh it's this it's number 11 on the on the list of city lights oh i've heard of that um i'm sure i would recognize tons of the bits from it and little visual gags but they were i was listening to a podcast about the making of it and how charlie chaplin kind of 
he didn't want to let go of the silent film and he wanted to prove that he could still do it in the uh, in the talking movie eras. Um, so that was kind of an interesting aside. But as microphones changed, so did the popular music that was being released. Like you could get record big band records because at first those were the only things that were able to literally move the needle to right. record things. So you hear all those 30s records, which was that big brass band you know, yeah. sound, the Lindy Hop or whatever everyone was doing. And then they start making microphones that are more and more sensitive, but you have to be super close. Oh my gosh, there's the Google A, the Google AI rendering of me. Just looks like the they tile mosaic. Made out of corks? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm made out of mosaic of tiles. But as the mics became more sensitive, you had to get really close. So that's where the age of the crooners went, where Frank Sinatra and all those all those people, they would parody in the old Looney Tunes, the, mm-hmm. the fox that's on top of the fence doing the swooning songs to all the ladies that are freaking out. But then the condenser microphone not only had the high and low range, you didn't have to be exactly up on it to, to uh, get good sound out of it. So deep dream generate so this is just called the deep dream generator from from google from google <laughs> it'll take a while I have to go overnight oh. oh oh that's the one that has all the animal faces in it oh look at that thing coming out of my armpit it's terrifying anyway microphones microphones uh and uh yeah and so that's that's so his name is James Edward Maceo West. Yeah. And um, of note, when he became uh, prominent, when he first started, he started as a intern in the 1950s and at Bell Labs and he expanded into the 1960s. And he was uh, the one of the only people in the world who was African-American and also a uh an engineer mm. uh, that just was not a trade that sure. was available to them. And so uh, really groundbreaking for, uh, for race relations and, and everything sure. and, and just a national treasure. Uh, so I was saying uh, 88 billion microphones are made each year and it's estimated that 90% of them are directly based on his patent. Wow. That's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Way to go. James Edward Missio West hero to all. Uh, interesting. I had one more thing. So, uh, at my personal YouTube channel, which is just my name, Todd Workoven on YouTube, I have been uploading, um, all the random videos that I've been finding at the Goodwill outlet bins that we probably won't talk about on the show, but I just kind of want to put anywhere and I usually can't, oh, I don't know if it's that specific. Does YouTube even have that where you can just, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah. You have to, in YouTube, you have to search in the search bar. You can't do this slash Todd Workoven. Um, but I noticed something hilarious. And so I have, let's see, I have a really weird TV movie thing called Soul Digger that's like a science fiction musical. It's bizarre. I have a, I have a Haven. Uh, it's Ernest video, Ernest B. Worrell. I have practical stock dog training with trainer Bill Scott, the Macarena workout from 1996. And then I have one called caught napping, the fundamentals of Flint, uh, Flint napping with Craig Ratzet, which is a 1994 instructional video made by this guy in Eastern Oregon. 
and it is two hours long of him going to dig up a big thing of obsidian and then whittling it down into an arrowhead, like one of the um, slate arrowhead. And flinting, I guess, is just knocking off a piece of the obsidian to... But he starts with like a rock that is the size, like the size of a small chair. And so I was looking at the views. And so we have the normal of them. Oregon Ghost Town has 12 views. And Inspirational Pulmonary Exercise Video has 16. And Miniature World has 8. And Hey Vern has 3. How many views do you think this has while you're looking at it? <laughs> it's 121 already. 121. <laughs> the Macarena workout only has 33. So whatever I did for SEO, whatever I typed in for tags on this must just be what these hobbyists are searching for because it is way more than any everything else has maybe like 8 to 12 views and this one has 120 views in a week so people love the caught napping <laughs> video <laughs> napping is k-n-a-p-p-i-n-g which i assume maybe is the whole process of, of narrowing those down into arrowheads but anyway i thought that was funny so if you want to see go gone napping go to my youtube site oh look i got ten thousand views on that one kids oh that crazy guy in the the park wow how did you just from your title alone kids don't do drugs do you think it Uh, came up i posted on uh reddit oh okay the secret anyway so follow my youtube channel which is at the todd Wergoven, and i usually do three or four really random vhs tapes a week there so anything else mark I don't think so. No. All yeah. right. Then we'll close it up. We'll have a short episode. Oh, so, so not nerd. Speak of not nerd podcast, which uh, they were going to try to do short episodes. And I complained so much. They were like, it's 30 minutes or it's free. So if they went over 30 minutes and you made a note of it, they would send you a prize pack or whatever, which I didn't know at first, but I just in Todd fashion complained about a free product that wasn't to my liking. And so today I picked up a, a prize pack because one of the hosts uh, goes to my same church and he left a little bag full of uh, little knickknacks. And it's kind of like the present you gave me with all the stuff from, <laughs> from uh, China. So thank you to them for that. Uh, you can hear us on fun employment radio. I uh, go to fun employment and Join their supporters club. Uh, you get to listen to their shows live and uh, communicate, communicate with them <laughs> like a, and communicate like human. <laughs> I barely knew her. It didn't make sense. It was just a robot voice. Um, no, they have a live chat during their show, which is fun. Uh, so go to funemploymentradio.com and support all of their shows. Uh, go like and subscribe on uh, whatever you use boy i really flamed out there so <laughs> you're doing great what should we <laughs> just keep on pushing i am ready for my nap what <laughs> should i play on the way out here what are you watching oh that's you that's me at the 10 top years of, ago or whatever uh, that was yeah about that um it it's another video that's got 20,000 views that this is us at the top of uh, the, the tower of pisa oh that's the tower of pisa you can go inside it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. We're on the top, uh, and it's it's a bell tower. You know? Well, I knew that, but I just thought it was, I mean, I just always thought it was leaning, <laughs> and nobody can go in. Uh, there's Nicholas. Nicholas. Uh, I do have one video that has 13,000, but it's just some of the video footage I have of the Madonna concert, so of that course. doesn't really count. <laughs> um
Okay. Well, something that came up when I typed in condenser microphone song is Laura Andalo singing You Ain't Sorry, recorded with the with the Rode NT1 and AI1 condenser microphones. She's a 17-year-old Sydney-based R&B artist performing her original track, You Ain't Sorry. (laughs) The worst ending ever. (laughs) 